It's the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KONA, from the Tri Cities to Olympia to DC, we break down. Break it all down. The stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser with your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. Welcome back to the bottom line. News Radio 610 KONA 547-1610 is the number. If you would like to get involved, you can also reach us via email 610KONA.com. Bottom line page, name, where you're listening, what you'd like to say. On Twitter at bottom line 610, parlor at the bottom line 610, and available through our free mobile app through the Google Play and Apple stores. So, Ed, it's been an interesting day, interesting few hours. Um, there was a story that ran in the Atlantic. Uh, anybody familiar with the Atlantic knows that uh, they don't lean left. They capsize the boat to the left. Uh, that has gone after the president's record when it comes to veterans. And basically accuses him of disrespecting those that have given their lives in service to the country, disrespecting current veterans, refusing to go to a cemetery in France, um, making comments next to John Kelly, his former chief of staff, over John Kelly's son's grave that was a disparaging comment. The Atlantic runs this story, and their editor-in-chief, who I believe also wrote the story, um, has said that he had four sources. Yes. None of them named. No. All anonymous. Yes. Um, And in an interview earlier today, he said that the reason why those sources are anonymous is because they didn't want to get angry tweets. Oh, so that that right there is now where journalistic integrity is mm-hmm. when it comes to people making accusations like this that are completely against a record that most anybody has seen um, because they didn't want to get angry tweets. Well, first of all, from from a a journalistic standpoint. Um, there is a time and a place to protect sources. There absolutely is. Um, especially in a whistleblower situation where, where the whistleblower or the person uh, providing the information is still employed uh, or is a part of the the entity doing the wrongdoing. Yes. Right? There, there's, there are some things. But, you know, to shield four people from angry tweets... Not sure if that falls under that category. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 K1A. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, guys, it's Chris from Richland. What's up, Chris? Well, I'd like to call Bernie Sanders on that to begin with, number one. Uh, number two, uh, you're going to have a group of people that believe it no matter what's said. There's gonna, they're out there. Number three, um, if it had been said, especially in front of Kelly, it wouldn't be right now that we're finding out about it um and fourth anybody that hasn't been under a rock for the last four years and has any idea how much money has been spent on the military how many times he's i mean it's just it's i'm ex-military and i i feel fine and comfortable with his support of the military 
Uh, matter of fact, I feel more comfortable and more supported than I have with several other presidents prior. Anyway, um, that's all I got to say. Thank you, guys. Thanks for the Appreciate call, it. Chris. Appreciate it. A couple of points. Uh, number one, um, I do believe there has been documented proof that uh, President Trump has used his own money to fund funerals for uh, servicemen and women who have lost their lives. Um, the last caller, Chris, mentioned um, John Kelly. And, you know, if if something would have been said, uh, you would think that John Kelly would have some sort of a reaction and would have quit the next day. I mean, that would have been that would have been most people's reaction to their son lying there. Or he would have gotten arrested at Arlington for cold cocking the president on the spot. Or that, too. I mean, even if he was going to restrain himself, he would have quit very soon after. The other thing, which I found uh, very amusing and telling, was that we know that John Bolton recently came out with a quote-unquote tell-all yes. book. Uh, he was asked... Uh, John Bolton was asked about this incident because it happened at a time when Bolton was there and mm -hmm. traveling with the president. And Bolton's response, and I'm paraphrasing, was that if that had had happened, it would have gotten at least a chapter in his book, and it didn't. Yep. So here's somebody who has already come out with a book railing against the president on other things. And he says this didn't happen, and it certainly would have been fodder for his book uh, that came out not that long ago. Now, then let's take this to another step, okay, because John Bolton was critical of the president before he was in the administration, disagreed with the president on decisions while he was there, and started to bash him again when he left. And John Bolton was named, by the way, by the reporter that talked to him and said, John Bolton said this, yeah. not an anonymous former source that wrote a book about the president disparaged yeah. or disputed this account. Right. Again, we look at John Kelly. John Kelly, who had a wasn't a pleasant split from the White House. No. John Kelly has been dangled like a piece of meat over a great white shark for the last 18 hours about this incident. Yep. And John Kelly has not said a word. Now, if there was an incident where the president made a disrespectful comment about his son who died in the line of duty, you would think that not only would John Kelly have responded and confirmed in the last 18 hours, but as multiple people yourself included, put this out, John Kelly would have said something about it at that point in time, and his departure from the White House, if it would have been over that, would have been mentioned by more than four sources. Unnamed anonymous. Unnamed anonymous. So and now the left is going crazy because they believe that Fox News has confirmed this story because Jennifer Griffith said two former senior Trump administration members... Who? Which ones? Yeah, that could be a, that's, could they I mean, be, not a long list, but it's a significant list of people. It's, it's a significant list, number one. And number two, would those two former senior members of the administration been two of the four that talked to the Atlantic? We don't Didn't know. get a clarification on that. No. But again, 
not named. Look. But here's one thing that did come out that was very interesting. Okay, go ahead. Part of that story claims that the president's helicopter flight to the cemetery um, wasn't canceled due to weather. Okay. okay. The four sources claim that Trump's helicopter flight to the U.S. French Cemetery wasn't canceled due to weather. A FOIA request. Freedom of Information Act. Disproves that statement. In the article, it says that the president blamed rain for the last-minute decision, saying the helicopter fly, couldn't fly and the Secret Service wouldn't drive in there. Neither claim was true. Well, in the Freedom of Information request about that flight to that airport specifically says, I made a bad weather call for today's lift. We have a USAF weather SNCO at Below Wood and have been in contact with the French as well as the president. Uh, weather in the rear. Weather will not support today's mission. Please let me know if you have any questions. This is a freedom of information request that says the reason why is because of the weather. So the Atlantic either outright lied or they didn't do research to back up the claim. I need to make a comment right here before we go to the break. I'll try to keep it brief, but this is my opinion. Um, you are going to see several more stories along this line in the next couple of months. It is my contention. Um, again, whether you are a Trump supporter or not, whether you're a Biden supporter or not, you have to, if you are looking at this in any kind of critical way, see that there are stories that are out there ready to go, ready to be released by willing participants, this time the Atlantic, whose uh, head person has already donated a half a million dollars to Biden's campaign. That's that's out there, too. Mm -hmm. You have to know that these stories are going to come out once a week, once every other week, whatever. They will come out in, in succession to, number one, make the president look bad. That'll be partially or completely false stories. And... Keep his administration team and him himself doing damage control, taking time away from other things to do damage control on these stories. The hope is, again, my opinion, the hope of this strategy, just like the civil unrest and all the other things that we've talked about on this show, will add up to a big black eye on this president enough to get him not reelected. Again, my humble opinion, but if you hated what you saw today from the Atlantic on a clearly false story, and look, I'm not carrying the water for the president. This was a false story. You're going to see many more of these, mark my word. 
can't get in by phone, give us your bottom line through email. Send your thoughts from the bottom lines page at 610kona.com. Back to the bottom line with Robin Ed, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610 KONA. This is Bottom Line, News Radio 610 KONA, 547 1610, 509 547 1610. We've got somebody holding on the line. Let's go there now. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from today? Yeah, this is Dick calling from Kennewick. And uh, I was wondering if you guys had any information or details on that Antifa jerk that was killed in Portland last night while being apprehended. Well, Dick, he was killed in Lacey, Washington, where federal officials found him. Um, at, some reports uh, say he was from there. Some, yeah, some say he was from there, but mm-hmm. I, but I believe I saw, if I remember seeing it correctly, that he that it was in Lacey that he was. They attempted to apprehend him. Yes, um, and he uh, drew a weapon at federal officers, and that took care of that. Yeah, pretty plain and simple. Yeah. Um, Maybe he thought he was going to, uh, maybe he thinks he'll be remembered as a martyr to the cause, and I'm sure that there are many who will look at him that way. Um, But apparently he uh, may have been, can't speak for him, don't know what's going through his head, but maybe was intent on not going to prison and figured that in his previous posts, which, by the way, um, I know when the New York Times wrote their article about it, they decided to uh, scratch any associations with Antifa. Uh, well, because Antifa doesn't exist, right? Oh, well, maybe they don't, but uh, they scratch, even though they were in all of the social media postings that he was 100% Antifa, uh, they decided to not uh, make that reference in their article about his uh, demise at the hands of federal officials. But maybe he didn't want to go to jail. Maybe he uh, felt that he would be much better off as a martyr uh, to the cause. Because uh, if you look at a lot of his social media stuff, he definitely talks about being out there fighting and you know, we got to be willing to give everything for for the cause and everything else. Well, but, you, you know, know it, it, I, I'm certainly not making light of of the situation, but um, I wonder if he thought nothing would happen because you draw a weapon in Portland and against an officer, <clears throat> you <throat> you you may or may not get arrested, <clears throat> and you probably won't face charges, let alone having the law enforcement officer shoot at you. He had done an interview over the in the last couple of days with a, with an outlet and uh, said that that he was being hunted. Yes. Uh, that you know and all these other things and so I I don't know if that was 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 part of the rationale that I could just pull a weapon here in Lacey, Washington on federal officials because we know federal officials act a heck of a lot different than you know a Portland Police Department that's being told not to do anything by their boss. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610. Okay, 547 if you want to get involved in the program. Um, but one of the things that we, you know, we touched on a little bit, and you, I, I thought, summed it up very nicely about some of the things that we are going to see by outlets that are going to come after the president and do everything they can to besmirch every single aspect of anything he stands for, anything he's done. On the flip side, here's the other way that they are going to help Joe Biden win, Ed. Okay. Jill had a presser today, and there are some quotes out there that are floating around uh, about the president commenting on the questions that Joe Biden was asked today. And he said that those questions were not fit for a grown-up. 
Those questions were fit for a child. And I've got the list of questions of what Joe Biden was asked today. We're going to share them with you. You can make up your own idea, own own mind, as to whether or not these are questions fit for a presidential candidate or not. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610-KONA. What's your name? Where are you calling from? That's Pat from Pasco. What's on your mind, Pat? Hey, just with your uh, caller earlier or your guest earlier, let's take this whole thing back to it's exactly what he was talking about. Inslee wants a state income tax here. That's exactly what this COVID and this shutdown is about, getting the state income tax. If you look at the numbers in our state, and I believe that actually the numbers are a lot higher because I think it was here a lot sooner than what the testing was here. And you look at Arizona's numbers, which has the same population base as what we do. They hit a lot later than what we did, and they have not shut down to the extent that we have and kept their economy flowing for the most part. So listening to the guest earlier and putting it all into perspective, that's exactly what this shutdown's about. Thanks for the call, Pat, and it's something that we speculated on early on, is it is a way for the governor to get some of those unpopular tax increases that have stalled uh, because people do not want to pay. And, and doing it in an economic downturn is even even worse. But, you know, hey, well, uh, it's and, Jay Inslee. And, and under the guise of, well, we have no choice. Yeah. We have, we no, have choice. no choice. We have this pandemic. You know, I had to keep people safe. You know, I had to shut everything down and it wasn't safe to reopen. And so, uh, you know, that that darn covid uh, is the reason why we're in this predicament. Let's- yes. Instead of cutting things, though, we're going to raise your taxes. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610 K. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, guys, it's Jim. What's going on, Jim? Hey, good job as usual. Hey, I just had a question uh, listening to the program today. Isn't there anything to prison? Doesn't he have any kind of ramifications? or Can anything be done to these people to keep reporting this false news? It's like a assassination of his uh, uh, character. It is an assassination of his character, Jim, in in some ways, but but that's not enough. You would need to make uh, it would have to really cross a line, and there are real real high levels that exist for that to happen when yeah. it comes to slander and libel against an elected official or anybody who's in the public eye, because it's a real high measure. Since the way it's looked at is they are out there, they put themselves out there, uh, so you have a higher bar than say against. Uh, you know, a truck driver and a plumber. When you'd it comes have to, to, you'd have to prove the malice and, right. and intent, right? But saying that he made a comment, saying that he didn't want to go somewhere for a a certain reason, doesn't rise to the level of slander and libel. And so, even though yes, it is attacking his character. It is not turning around and seeing saying similar things that we've you know like, well, the president's a racist, the president's a Nazi. Those things, yeah, they're they're a little bit higher up on the scale, but that's why an article like this, while it may look to impugn his character, is not something that's going to fall under the realm of a lawsuit. When we come back, we're going to run down some of the questions that Joe Biden was asked at his press conference today and why the president could characterize these as questions not fit for an adult, not fit for a grown-up, but fit for a child. More of the bottom line, News Radio 610 K&A, when we come back. Now back to the bottom line on News Radio 610 KONA. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. It's your voice, your show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline 509 547 1610. 
Bottom line, News Radio 610 K1A, 547-1610, the number if you want to get involved. CBD American Shaman across from the Grain Elevator on Clearwater in Kennewick. Swing by and see them. 100% all-natural CBD products from topicals to tinctures to CBD-infused beverages. Everything. 100% CBD, and the nanotechnology makes it water-soluble, so it goes through the skin better, metabolized better. If you're taking it through a tincture or through a infused beverage, the experts at CBD American Shaman will help you find the right product for exactly what you're looking for, whether it's relaxing, whether it's pain relief, whether you want to get a better night's sleep or a little bit more energy during the day. They have got something to deal with all of those things. The experts at CBD American Shaman across from the Grain Elevator on Clearwater and Kennewick waiting to talk to you. Robin Ed here. And so, Ed, I'm going to throw a few questions out at you, okay? And tell me if, if these are the type of questions. Tell me if, you, if you've heard... President Trump, former President George Bush, field any questions like this, okay? All right. This is the first question that, 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 that Grandpa Joe got today. What does the Atlantic article tell you about Trump's soul and the life he leads? Huh. That was, a, that, was a, that was an actual question. Wow. An actual question. It's not leading at all. Okay. What would you say to supporters of QAnon, and what would you say to President Trump for not rejecting that conspiracy? Wow. Yeah. That was a real question, too. Another one from the, the report. She report I mean, <clears throat> yeah, them. Uh, Trump mocked you for wearing a mask. He said that even though he knows wearing masks saves lives... Do you worry that his rhetoric will deter Americans from wearing masks? Three real questions. Hmm. Number four. Have you been tested for COVID-19? Real question. William Barr said on CNN. Well, at least, okay, the last one, okay. I mean, that's kind of a weird question, but it wasn't leading. Have you been tested? Yes yeah. or no? That was not a leading question like the others have been. Yeah. Have you been tested for COVID-19? Okay. William Barr said on CNN that China poses the most aggressive threat to U.S. elections, more than Iran or Russia. Do you believe that based on the intelligence briefings you've received? Or from your son, Hunter. Yes. We haven't seen much of Senator Harris out campaigning. Why is that? And what is her role in the campaign? Now, okay, that last one is a good question. If you you know, if you take off the what is her role, we know what her role is yes, in the campaign. But be president, but we haven't um, seen her for a while. So where yeah. is she? Okay, that that's that's okay. So there's two of those questions I would be okay with being again in the news media that I think I am in. Do you know when you will have another COVID test? Oh, so first we wanted to know. If he's been tested. And just three questions later. Will you be tested again? Yes, we do know oh, when you'll okay. have another COVID test. Oh, my God. Trump's well, su- setting it up, aren't they? Oh, he's yeah. going to get COVID. Trump suggested voters vote twice. What do you make of that? What do you make of that? that yes, that was the question. That's what awesome. do you make of that? You said today is the angriest you've been as a presidential candidate. Some people would say, why isn't Joe Biden angrier about all of this? Another question. Yeah, you know, let me let me just stop you right there. Oh, I got three more. Oh, I know. I, I got know. three I, more. I need to I need to interject here because <laughs> the I, I'm going to tell you a little trick. All right, a little trick that I learned, and unfortunately, I have used this trick in the past. I'm not going to say when and where and anything. 
But there's a trick when you are interviewing somebody to throw out a statement, either whether it's hearsay or what you personally as the reporter believe or, you know, to guide the the person being interviewed and then tack on what's your comment on that or how do you feel about that or, you know, would you like to react to that? That that's a trick. Yeah, that one is that is a pure. That's okay. So the other ones were leading the COVID question. All right, where's Kamala? Okay, and then there's then there's that which is a full on journalistic tactic. Yes. Okay. Keep going. Three more. We know the president has been attacking mail in voting. So has Russia. Are you concerned that this messaging may be working? Hmm. On today's jobless report, you've acknowledged that less than half the jobs lost in the spring have been recovered. What do the 1.4 million jobs gained in August say about the economy? (laughs) Okay. And the final question. Mm -hmm. Would you support more Muslim countries normalizing relations with Israel, even though it might undermine Palestinian leverage for a two-state solution? Mm. All right, well policy question i guess so let let me let me go back to the the, i have to say the one that kind of begged for a follow-up question was you know what's your name no 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 the the you know the the angry question because my obvious after he answered or attempted to answer that question (laughs) my obvious question would be can we please see your angry face oh no See, if I was Joe, my response would have been, you wouldn't like me when I'm angry. <laughs> no, the guy has the guy has enough problems. He doesn't need to 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 dip into character. So so 12 questions, 12 questions posed, right. posed to Joe today. Two of them regarding a covid test. Two of them regarding a covid test. OK, okay. and we've talked about so, this this week. Yeah. About the debates yeah. and that there's a there's a rumor floating around out there that Joe is not going to take part in the debates down the road. They're going to say he has COVID. That's right. And he'll recover from it. And Just that's why he'll be the best person to lead because he got COVID and beat it that's at 103. Right. That's right. That's right. They're setting him up. They're or not him. They're setting up the narrative. Yes. By asking, and uh, they're setting up the American people. So, is, is anybody else catching this? Am I the only one? <laughs> no, I mean, no, is it that? Better. I mean, it's that transparent, isn't it? What is obviously missing from any of these twelve questions? There wasn't a single question that even sniffed at anything like this. What's missing? Well, there's plenty of things. Well, I, I know, but what's the glaring thing that's missing from any one of those questions? Did you tie your own shoes today? What? Well, I don't know. Do you know where you are? Policy? Platform? Taxes? No, it's all reaction and orange man bad. We know this. Yeah, but but that's what we I'm saying. This. These are 12 questions. That Those questions are what prompted the president to say those were questions for a child, yeah. not and a grown-up. Well, the, the, one was even a yes or a no. Yeah. Did you take a COVID test? Yes, I did. Or no, I didn't. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hey, this is Jack from Kenway. What's up, Jack? So... Um, if we go down the line of way 
the questions that were asked, the one question that wasn't asked is, how you feeling today, Joe? You feeling sick? <laughs> well, that's where the COVID test questions come in. Well, they, they, they've kind of danced around to you, feel sick. Yeah, no, I appreciate the call, but yeah, that's, look, this, this is going to surprise nobody that in, when is the first debate again? 28th. 28th. So we've got a good three. We got 24 days. Yeah. Three and a half weeks. 24 days and um, counting. Three and a half weeks to uh, to have a few more questions sprinkled in between now and then about COVID tests. And then um, out of the clear blue sky, somebody's going to break the 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 news report that that Joe Biden has tested positive uh, for COVID-19 and uh, he's been instructed to lay low for a while and that they'll leave it at that. And then depending on how the polls go, he'll either make a miraculous recovery or doctors will tell him he is not in any shape to keep going in the campaign. Then ascending to the throne of the DNC is one Kamala Harris. You know what else? That's not a conspiracy no, theory, no, by no, the way. No, no, no. You know what this else? This is well within the realm of possibility. What else What else was interesting? Not a single question asked about the violence. No. Not a single question asked about the riots and in conflict with protests. Not a single question asked about law enforcement. Not a single question asked about China. Nothing in those regards asked to Joe Biden, not a single question in regards to any of that. They patty caked him. It was like grandpa visiting with grandkids. That's right. It was a nice little folksy press conference. It was a little get together. Yeah, that's right. It was a little bit. And and it wasn't even softballs that were thrown at Joe. It was paper mache balls that were thrown (laughs) at Joe. It was candy glass thrown at Joe because it breaks on impact. Yeah, that's what, and that's to show you the 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 absolute differences of what we're getting. You have a magazine run by a mega donor for Joe Biden putting out false stories, and on the other side, you've got the media throwing Joe a 105th birthday party. And giving him gift questions. Again, not not all media, but the, the usual suspects. Majority. The usual suspects. Yes, the majority and, of the mainstream. And you're going to see, again, my, my humble opinion, you are going to see more and more of this in the next, you know, up until the election, the next two months. Um, and, again, <laughs> Throw in those COVID questions, not one, but two. If it had been one question about have you been tested for COVID, okay, that might have slipped under the radar. But if you have two separate questions uh, that are specific about being tested for COVID-19, that is a major red flag to me. That, That tells me that... Either the mainstream media is really worried about him picking up COVID-19 or that a potential narrative is is coming our way in the not-too-distant future. 
not just to get out of the debates, but quite possibly more than that. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hey, guys, I should just ask him three questions. What's his name? What's his age? And the political position that he's running for. And we what about our answer. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's... Um, <sighs> this year, I swear. It's it, it, the, this, the, this whole thing. But the level of desperation is so high right now. Sure looks like it, it doesn't is so, it? And, 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 and let's just go back six weeks. Yeah. Okay? Let's go back six weeks. You weren't seeing stuff like this come out. No. No, you're seeing it ramp up, and you're going to see more and more of it because the tactic has always been with this president is throw as many things up against the wall as you can and see what sticks and hope for the best. Hope that it uh, deteriorates him as a as a candidate over time. Um, and, you know, some of these other ancillary things, you know, with Antifa and, you know, the, the economy and the mask issue, COVID issue, all that stuff. That's all in play as well. But it, it, it's really been that tactic. I mean, if we went back to the start of of uh, Trump's presidency, how many different things could we name? I, I don't want to do it here because we don't have enough time left in our in our program, but we could we could cover dozens of different stories and and points that that. They tried to make stick. And for some people, it will stick. You know, the 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 body of evidence or, you know, manufactured evidence or whatever is going to play a part in some people not voting for Trump. It just is. I mean, law of averages is it just is this narrative that orange man bad. And here is umpteen reasons why is going to lead to a chunk of the of the country not voting for him on that front. The reason why I bring up the six weeks and now is because what have we also seen in the last six weeks? We have seen the polls get tighter. Oh, true. We have seen the leads narrow. We have seen law enforcement agencies by the droves. Earlier today, the Delaware State Law Enforcement Agency Delaware, Joe Biden's home state, came out and supported Trump. Hmm. Came out and supported Trump. So you're seeing these things. You're seeing these law enforcement endorsements coming out. You're seeing the polls tighten. You're seeing all these other things happen. And now you see an absolutely 100% unsourced, anonymous story come out of the Atlantic, owned by a mega donor. Ripping Trump on one of the things that he has been strongest on during his entire administration, and that is the military. Coincidence? No. Not in any way, shape, or form. Not in any way, shape, or form. We'll take our final time out here on the bottom line. News Radio 610 KONA. You know, Ed, there's a lot of candidates... For the donkey is shame. 
Yeah. Narrowing them down is going to be a bit difficult. Well, you've got a couple of minutes during the commercial break to do that. We'll share who our donkey of shame writers are for this week. This is The Bottom Line, News Radio 610 KONA. Hook up with The Bottom Line on Twitter at BottomLine610. Now, back to the show, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. Back at the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA, final few minutes. Robin Ed hanging with you. Donkey is Shane time. Ed, who you got? All right. So there was a uh, hair salon in the small town of Stroud, England. And this hair salon was looking for a new hairdresser. So they posted an ad, uh, f- uh, you know, to recruit a, quote, happy stylist because, you know, they wanted to have a nice, confident, you know, happy hairstylist. Well, the owner of the salon gets a uh, gets a uh, call from the recruiting company that the job center that she posted the advertisement with and said the the guy there said that he couldn't post the ad. Why? She claimed, the owner claims that the job center guy told her, quote, I'm sorry, but the word happy is discriminatory and we are not allowed to use it because somebody who is not happy will be discriminated against. For the person at the job center and whoever higher up above him who made that call, you ride the donkey of shame just because. Well, my Being do- happy. Yeah. Oh, my God. My uh, donkey of shame rider is the uh, chair of the Federal Reserve, Jerome Powell. Oh. Last week, he admitted in a symposium that the Fed has undershot its 2% annual inflation target consistently for the last several years. Basically, that is an admission that his deflationary monetary policy has restrained growth and has held down, wa- held down wages. They're saying they're going to aim higher to get more dollar liquidity into the economy. Um, Jerome Powell could have basically summed up his address in um, seven words. President Trump was right. We were wrong. (laughs) And all Powell has done is buck, 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 buck against the president, who's not an economist, by the way, but understands business and how money works and how things are impacted. In certain avenues, and Captain Economist just admitted that he's been wrong for a year and a half. So, Jerome Powell, thanks, pal. Appreciate it. But maybe you really do need to go now and have somebody else walk in the door that really does understand how to grow the economy, grow wages, and get more dollar liquidity into our economy. But, hey, you know, you tried. Thanks for coming. And enjoy the ride on the donkey of shame on the way out of Wyoming. That'll do it for the bottom line. News Radio 610 at KONA. Coming up, it's the afternoon report.